around the world, locally, with family and friends. House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Hi, I'm Dr. Larry Manley, Senior Pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries, located at 302 Costner Road here in beautiful downtown Boiling Springs, South Carolina. We invite you to join our ministry training on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. and our Sunday morning worship at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. Proverbs, the 21st chapter, verse 22. As I lift the title off the pages of God's Word... I dare to call this above the mighty. Above the mighty. The Bible tells us here in verse 22 of Proverbs, the 21st chapter, verse 22, it says that a wise man scaleth the city of the mighty and cast down the strength of the confidence thereof. The Bible speaks about a wise man here. It says that a wise man will scale the city of the mighty. And this word scaleth means that he will rise above, uh, he will ascend above, and he will ascend above this place called the mighty. Mighty here being a stronghold or an opposition in your life. Something that's standing in your way. And the Bible says here that that wise man, he will scaleth or he will rise above, as Colossians 3, 2, which is a very familiar scripture. It tells us to, that we are to set our affections above and not on things of the earth but uh, set our affections on things above. So this is what a wise man does. A wise man scaleth. He ascends above the city, which is the encounter of the mighty. Now, now let's see what's happening here. First of all, we've got to understand that when we're looking at the mighty head on, we're looking at a stronghold. Are you with me? Now, this stronghold in our life, everybody has it. It could be sickness. It could be death. It could be aggravation, it could be frustration, it could be poverty, it could be a whole lot of things, right? But the Bible tells us that a wise man, it specifically states that a wise man, not just any man, but a wise man, a wise man is somebody that's got some understanding about this thing. You see, too many times what we do is we try to go headlong at face value with the mighty or with the stronghold. Mistake. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. See, the Bible is all about spiritual strategy. 
You cannot fight a spiritual battle with flesh and blood. Because God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So, a wise man is a man that knows spiritual strategy. A fool is one that doesn't know it. So all a fool has within his arsenal is the things of the flesh because he doesn't understand that you can't go head long with the mighty. The Bible says that a wise man scaleth the encounter or the city of the mighty. So that stronghold that's in holding us in opposition that's trying to oppose us, we've got to learn how to rise above it. Amen? And it says now, when that wise man, when he rises above it, when he scaleth the encounter or the city of the mighty, it says that he cast down the confidence or the strength of the confidence of the mighty. Wonder why? Because you see, when you're going headlong at it, it can touch you. But when you rise above it, when you scale the top of it, it's out of reach. See, 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 God is out of reach for the devil to do you any harm. I say God is out of reach. I didn't say you were. But if you take flight with God, then by being in his refuge, being under his pavilion until these calamities pass over. You understand what I'm trying to say here? You have to understand that you don't meet the enemy head on. You've got to have a strategy to walk. So, wise man, he scales the city. He rises above the encounter of the mighty or the stronghold. Because what the stronghold wants him to do, and I'm going to show, show you the mistake that people make here in a minute in the Bible. Let the word do the talking for us. But the mistake that we make a lot of times is that we're trying to do this thing out of the natural self. And the natural self don't have the strength. But the Bible says now, when you rise above this thing, now you're out of reach of it. And it can't touch you. And because it can't touch you now, what does it do? You destroy the strength of its confidence. Because it knows now, if it can get you down on its level, then that's where its strength is. That's where its confidence is. You, you understand? That's why God tells us, don't be focused in on your situation, but focus in on your position with God. See, it's a big reason that we come here week after week and we teach you the word of God because this word of God is to be implemented during your trying times in life. It's not, you just don't come here just to come here and then don't do nothing with what you get. And soon as Monday roll around a Sunday evening, you're back in the same situation. That's the time you need to remember what thus saith the Lord and start to implement the plan that God has given you in your strategy. I say your strategy with war. It's a personal thing this morning. Amen? Amen? All right. Let's go on over here to um, Proverbs 22, verse 3. Now, a prudent man is the same as a wise man. Okay? It's a man of understanding. Now, this is what a prudent man will do. 
The Bible tells us here that a prudent man, he foresees. He's got some insight on what's about to take place. So a prudent man, he sees. He foresees the evil. A wise man foresees the mighty, the stronghold, and the evil that's involved in it, okay? He sees it. And what does he do? The Bible says he hides himself, right? That means that he's got to get out of sight of the mighty or of the evil that's trying to penetrate him and trying to coax him into going headlong with it. See, he's got to get out of sight of that. But it goes on and it says, but a foolish man, mm -hmm, the simple, what do they do? They pass on. In other words, they go headlong into it and it's what? Punished. How many times have we been the simple one? How many times? We saw it, but we went on anyway and tried to engage in it, and it does the same thing to us every time we get punished. But the Bible says that a wise man, he foresees it. Well, let's look at the New Testament, Mark 3, 27. I'm not going to be with you long. It's going to walk with you. Mark 3, 27. Say amen when you get there. New Testament, Mark 3, 27. Amen? God's words tell us here that, in verse 27, that no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Okay? Now watch this. Now this strong man, most of the time, people think of the strong man as being a person of God. But the strong man can also be the opposite. The one that's got rules is the strong man. Whether it's God in you or the devil in you or flesh or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. The ways of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life, right? So you got a choice there. You can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, or the devil can be strong in us, or we can be strong in ourselves. And what happens then is that we all know that flesh and the devil are in cahoots with each other, so they'll both be destroyed. So it don't matter to talk about one, you're talking about the other. So it really doesn't matter. But the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that the word of God says that no man can enter into the strong man's house and take his spoils unless he bind him up first. And see, that's what the wise man does when he sees the mighty. He scaleth the city. In other words, he sees the encounter, and he rises above the stronghold. You see, he just bound him then. I said he just bound him then. That's the only way you can bound him. That's the only way you can put him in check and take his spoils. Because when you scale the city, the Bible said that when you scale the city, when you bind him by getting out of reach of him, then what does it do? You take his confidence and the strength of his confidence from him. That's what the word says. When you scale the city of the mighty, you destroy his strength that's in his confidence. You bind him. Instead of him binding us, we need to tie him up. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? Don't we need to tie him up? 
I know, I, I know not, not now, life can become to a point where we are absolutely tired of being tied up, ripped up, and ripped off by the devil. Okay, so now it's time for us to reverse the strategy and do it God's way. And God says, this is how I need you to defeat the demon. This is how I need you to defeat self. This is how I need you to defeat the stronghold that's in your life. I need for you to bind it up and not allow it to bind you up. And then after you bind it up by scaling the city, that by rising above it, then, then you can take everything it's got. And Isaiah, I think it's in Isaiah 14, verse 16, where it speaks about, uh, is this the man that caused the earth? He said that the people will look at him narrowly upon him and say, is this the man that caused the earth to tremble and the kingdoms to fear? Is this, it? this what we was afraid of? In other words, once you defeat that stronghold in your life, and then you look at that thing and you say, this is the thing that had me jacked up all in many years. This little thing right here. But you can't say that or you can't do that until you rise above it. Because as long as you try to hit it head on, all right, let's take smoking, for instance. How many of us in here, you don't have to tell me that you're still smoking, but how many of you in here ever smoke? All right, you know how hard it is to stop. You tried to hit it headlong, right? Told you off every time, didn't you? Every time. See, you had to rise to a level of understanding in yourself. You had to scale that city. You had to rise to that level. See, victory been that whole time. But you just weren't there where victory was in your mind. You see, you can't do anything until you get there in your mind. You've got to get there in your mind first. See, it's all about what's in your mind being renewed in the spirit of your mind. So as I preach outwardly to you, the word of God is, should be doing something internally to you. It should be. And if it's not, then you, I, you better check your hearing. You better check your hearing because that's what Christians need to start doing is checking their hearing. Because Christians got a problem. Christians don't like for the truth to be told to them. They just don't understand it. And, 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 and you're going around that same mountain. Same thing that you've been doing is the same thing that we continue to do as Christians. And as long as we continue to do the same thing, then guess what? Ain't nothing going to change. Ain't nothing going to change for your personal life. Ain't nothing going to change for the church life. The only thing that's going to change is that things are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. And I know y'all don't like to hear that. I know you don't like to hear it, but it don't make no difference what you like. That it's in the book. Somebody say it's in the book. So it don't really matter what you try to make the book. The book's still straight up and down. The Bible said, look, after everything, and I keep repeating this to you. After everything, after all the hell that came upon the face of this earth, the Bible tells us that they still, not only did they not repent, but they still curse God. Why? Because men are lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. Now that's point blank. Point blank, Christian world. Point blank. We go to church, but we still are part of the world. This is, we might as well 
They can't even tell the difference. So that, that, that no, no, really, there's no real incentive to want to even come to Christianity. So what do we do? We go to Islam now. Because now we're looking for something that's better. So they might as well, they figured like this, well, we might as well try something new because ain't nothing happening over there but the same old thing. Ain't nothing happening over there but the same old thing. The same recycled knowledge. There should be revelations. There should be knowledge in this thing, man. It's the knowledge of God that keeps us going forward. You can't, you can't, how many of you, how many of you living on yesterday's meal and didn't get up and eat or won't eat today? Don't you eat every day? By the most part? And if you miss a meal, you'll start looking crazy? Huh? Well, then why do you think it's different for the spirit then? What are you going to do, like a cow? You're going you're gonna to chew your cuds and regurgitate it, regurgitate it, and then eat it all over? Same old thing, old recycle. Old recycle stuff. I call it religion. Religion. That's what I call it. The Bible says that unless this man enter, unless he enter in and bind him first, he ain't going to be able to handle that strong man. But if he come in and bind him up, he'll handle him. Well, let's get some understanding on this. Let's go to the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17, verse 3. We're going to start at verse 3. 17, verse 3. I ain't going to be with you long. I want you to see here about what I was trying to tell you just a minute ago about these jokes. Watch this. When you get there, please say amen. amen. 1 Samuel 17, verse 3. The Bible says here in verse 3 that Old Testament and the Philistine, that word Philistine means those who are rolling in the dust. That means those that are rolling in their carnal self, okay? That's what Philistine mean in Hebrew, rolling in the dust. We were made from the dust of the ground. And when we're rolling in this dust of the ground, guess what? We are rolling in our carnal self. We are living in our carnal anatomy. Are you with me? Do you understand what God is saying here? Look what this thing tries to do. This thing, these Philistines, notice what they did. Now, the Philistine is that mighty one. Remember in the beginning, in the book of Proverbs uh, 21, verse 22, where we said that the, the, the wise man scaled the city of the mighty. Notice what the mighty does here, the Philistine, because they were whooping the heck out of Israel at that time. Had this champion called Goliath. They used to come out and taunt them all the time. The word Goliath means exile. Sin will put you in exile from God, won't it? All right, all right, he's one of them Philistines, uh-huh. When you get to rolling in your carnal self, guess what? You go in exile from God, do you not? And that what happened? Y'all know what exile is. Y'all know exactly what exile is. Prison. Prison. Away from everything that you should, all the good stuff. The Philistines stood on a mountain. Look where they're standing at. On a mountain. Done raised itself up. Pride. Philistine raised itself on one end, that's the carnal self. 
It stood on a mountain in a stronghold. And Israel stood where? On another mountain. And there was a valley between them, right? Mm -hmm. So first of all, the carnal self ain't got no business up on no mountain out of eye with God's people. First of all, rule number one. Rule number two is this. There's a valley down in the, between them. And this time the valley ain't a breakthrough. This time the valley is a hole. Now notice what these Yahoos like to do in verse 19. Watch this. Now, somebody say now with me, Cole. That's what we're talking about right now. Now Saul and they, verse 19, and they, and all the men of Israel, where were they at? In the what? In the valley of Elah, fighting with the, wait a minute now. He just said they was up on a mountain, didn't he? Looking at each other. Right? Well, why are they down in the valley now? down in the hole. See what the enemy trying to do? See, the enemy know that if he can get you down in the valley, then you out of eye with it. You're supposed to be up on top. See, they're supposed to stay on top and fought them from above. But see, that thing done raised itself up. They were mountain to mountain. Verse 3, y'all see it there. Y'all know, you see it in the Bible. They don't, they see, sometimes the call self, what it'll do, it'll raise itself up to the standard of God. And now you're looking at it eye to eye, but its actual intent is to get you to come down in the valley to fight it, because they know it can't fight you up top. That's right. That's right. But its thing is to get you down in the valley, because if it can get you down in the valley, it's going to get you on its turn. And when it gets you on its turn, buddy, it's over. In verse 19, it said, and, and, and all the men of Israel were in the valley. Now they're down in the valley of Elah. The word Elah means oak tree. An oak tree represents man. So now man is down in the valley of himself. He's in his carnal self now trying to fight a spiritual war. Y'all don't talk to me. You ever been in a battle? trying to fight God, trying to fight the devil on the devil's terms within yourself. Well, that's where well, they were in the valley of Elah. They were down in that dump. They were down in a place called man. We're trees of righteousness. That's what Isaiah 61 tells us. We're trees of righteousness planted by the Lord. Oak trees. We're supposed to have strength. Oak represents a strong man. Not a pine tree. Oak tree, strong tree, what we supposed to be in the Lord. So God's word goes on here and says that now they down there fighting, fighting down in the valley. Mm. It's tough down there in the valley, ain't it? Uh-huh, look at verse 39. Got two scriptures and we're out of here. Verse 39 1 Samuel 17, verse 39. Are you there? Look here. And David, we know who David is now. David is the beloved of God, and it means the soul that is saved and sanctified in God. 
It means beloved of God. See, that's what God loves, your soul that's been saved in him. You're the apple of his eye. You, did, did you hear what I say? I say you are the apple of God's eye. You and me both. Now, and David, no matter how you feel about you, God didn't ask you, did he? How many times did God ask you how you felt about yourself? It's always about how I feel about you. It's always about how God feels about you. Remember Gideon shaking in his boots. And then God says, you mighty man of valor. And he is a cold coward. Hiding. Mighty man of valor. You know, y'all remember? Mm-hmm. See, God don't see you as you see yourself. He sees you totally different. And that's what he's trying to do with his word is get us on the wavelength that he is on. And not the wavelength. See, too many times we're trying to get God on our wavelength. And, 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 what, and what I tell you, the devil is something else. The devil is a fool. I mean, the, the devil is just tricky. But he played the same old trick all the time. Oh boy. Okay. Verse 39. And David, the soul that's sanctified in God, the one that's beloved of God, he girded his sword, which is the word of God, upon his armor, and he assuaged to go. But look at here. Watch this. And he assuaged to go, for he had not proved it. See, he couldn't go with that armor. See, what he was doing was that Saul had given David. Saul had given David his armor and told him to go and fight. Well, we all know that the armor that Israel was using wasn't efficient to beat Goliath and the Philistines. We already know that. So here, Saul, who, who can't tell you to do no more than he know to do. So he said, use my arm. As if that was going to make a difference. So David puts this stuff on and he tries to sway with it. But he can't maneuver because he had not proved it yet. Don't ever try to use somebody else's weapon. Use the weapon that God gave you. You understand? These are the strategies of war. Don't waste your time trying to use somebody else's weapon. See, a lot of times, people will put a weapon on you, and God ain't gifted you to use it. Well, let me just break it down to you. Well, you know, the Lord told me that you were going to be a pastor, you were going to be a minister. You know how they put them mandates on people? And then you run out through there with somebody else's armor and, <laughs> and go lie and tear your head up. I'm, a, I'm just breaking it down to you where you can understand how we better know what armor to put on. David took it off and said, I can't use this. Because you see, this ain't the armor that I've been proven by. This is not the gift that God gave me. The gift that I got is with a sling and a stone. 
You understand what I'm saying? And in order to use that, I gotta, I, I gotta be able to use that thing. I mean, I gotta be free. What the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty, freedom. See, I gotta be free. You see, I can't have all this religious legalism on me. You understand what I'm trying to tell you up in here? See, I can't have all that. That's legalism. It'll bind you down. Hollering about some apostle creed and this is our constitution and all of that. My creed and my constitution is the holy word of God and I don't need nothing else. Let the church say amen to that. Thank you for viewing our broadcast this morning. We ask that you would kindly go to our website at www.thehouseofdestiny.org and give us a donation to keep this ministry on the air. If checks or money order are your preference, please send it to House of Destiny, P.O. Box 160033, Boiling Springs, South Carolina, 29316. That's 29316. 